Yes, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are continuing our live coverage here from CPAC 2022 in Orlando, Florida, in preparation for tonight's speech by President Trump. Thank you all so much for coming to hear me. My colleagues Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are having a conference at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. to talk about how real Republicans should behave. I'm glad to be here with all of you in the free state of Florida because this is Donald Trump's party and I'm a Donald Trump Republican. The rent is too damn high. Leftist politicians told us that then they weren't elected to office. Now, the gas bill is too damn high. The grocery bill is too damn high. The electric bill is too damn high. And yes, the rent is too damn high. Something right in this country when the tender swindler was treating people better than our own government's treating us. When I ran for Congress, I thought that the DOJ, the FBI, the CDC, those were supposed to be the good guys. Simpler days. I was extorted by a former DOJ official. The FBI saw one of their own lawyers change evidence to frame President Trump before a secret court. They're cheating worse than the Russian figure skating team over there at the Hoover Building. And the CDC, they wanted the powers of the CIA and ended up with the credibility of CNN. Now, Joe Biden and even some who have taken the stage tell us that defending freedom in Ukraine has costs for Americans. First of all, costs are going up, so that should be a red flag right there. Also, what about freedom here in this country? What about our leaders actually standing up for freedom and liberty in America? Why should Americans have to pay the cost of freedom elsewhere when our own leader stand up for our freedom here. And by the way, Washington spent your money and took your freedom away anyway. That's why we have higher costs and fewer choices today. But now you've got to foot the bill for Ukraine? Endure more pain? We still got pain from Afghanistan misadventures that we still have to deal with. I'm not for sending Americans to Ukraine. If Russia wanted to destabilize Ukraine, Putin didn't need to send tanks. We could have just sent Dr. Fauci. My constituents fear Dr. Fauci more than some modern incarnation of Dr. Strangelove, and it's easy to see why. My parents did nuclear fallout drills in school over missiles that fortunately never arrived. Today, students are drilled to wear masks over a virus that threatens their overall health less than the mask itself. We are retarding social-emotional learning, empathy, and caring. We are raising a generation of little sociopaths who will act more like the Menendez brothers. That's a lot scarier than post-Omicron COVID. Indeed, we should fire Fauci. But the oversight shouldn't stop there. My vision 
for Republican control of Congress is every committee gets an investigation to run. The Armed Services Committee should be looking into the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. The Energy and Commerce Committee should break up Big Tech. The Agriculture Committee should stop big food from being consolidated under the power of the Chinese Communist Party. The Intelligence Committee should blow up FISA. The Judiciary Committee should stop the DOJ from targeting political opponents, whether they are parents, whether they are falsely labeled as extremists, or whether they are lawmakers engaged in the oversight of the Department of Justice. The Transportation Committee should not be debating whether or not roads and bridges are racist. They should solve supply chain issues. They oversee the ports, don't they? Why is it that Americans can get their heroin delivered faster than a futon from Ikea? The Foreign Affairs Commission stop us from having so many foreign affairs. They cost our nation too much and treasure and in the blood of our bravest patriots. We don't have to give other countries money to hate us. They will probably do it for free. Wouldn't it be nice if the Natural Resources Committee actually cared about the development of American natural resources? I wish our media reported as much about the Keystone XL as they do Nord Stream 2. Homeland Security. It is not enough to finish the wall. Biden has let millions of people into our country illegally. We need internal enforcement of our immigration laws and deportations for people who do not come here with permission. We gotta find every one of those Biden flights that dropped off illegal immigrants at our military bases and in our communities, and we ought to track those people down like they were at the Capitol on January 6th. about vaccines and we should vindicate brave whistleblowers. Now, I know people who would get the jab every they get it every month, they get it every day. I know people who would get the coronavirus vaccine while they were being tested for coronavirus at the same time if they could. And some of these people are in our families and our friend groups and all of them our fellow Americans, and we would never discriminate against them. We would never see them trampled by horse-mounted police. We would never see them arrested for trying to order Thai food in New York City. We would see their bank accounts seized as they were labeled terrorists or extremists or threats to truth and information. We would not do to the Vax worshipers what they have done to far too many Americans. You see, I love America as one nation, one people, one culture, one economy, one group of people who rocks or fall together. And I know in my generation that millennials saw their families destroyed by no-fault divorce. And so let us never tolerate an era of national divorce or medical apartheid. When Obama snookered millennials into believing that his candidacy was somehow an engine to improve the lives of other people, 
he famously and piously said, we are the ones we have been waiting for. In 2022, we lack the luxury of battling for Obama's purported utopia thirst. We are increasingly embattled, not for lofty ideals or distant lands, but for ourselves, our schools, our freedoms, our faith, our jobs, our health, and our America. Today, we are not the ones we have been waiting for. We are the ones we are fighting for. See, that is the place where we decide what conservative movements are about and what they mean. And conservatism in the 80s meant do less, be more modest, slow the pace of change. Well, President Trump threw modesty out the window, and he taught us that doing less was no way to conserve anything. Action, action, action. Imagine a Republican Party that actually went out and won your battles again. So fight for your family, fight for your country, fight for your freedom. This is no time for bystanders. It's pick your fighter time. I'm your Florida man. I'm the only Republican in Congress who doesn't take any donations from lobbyists or special interests or political action committees. I fight for you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we join President Donald Trump during his speech at CPAC 2022 in Orlando. We join the speech already in progress. Build the wall, complete the wall in three weeks. Took two and a half years on the wall, two and a half years to win all of the litigation, over 11 lawsuits that they us. And we have it just about finished, and then I said, they can't be serious. They don't want to close up the little loops. But nobody's ever had a border so secure as the border that we have. We'll be sealed good and tight, except for people coming into our country legally. The drugs pouring in, the human trafficking will stop. And we will, again, save our country from destruction. I want to thank the American Conservative Union for putting on this incredible show, this great program of patriots, and in particular, thank you to Matt and Mercedes Schlapp. Thank you. We have some great Republicans leaders tonight also, we have so many that I'm going to leave some out. It's always a disaster when we do this because I'll say, sir, and it takes me a year to make up. It takes me a year because it's a year before they sit before you again. But we'll give it the best we can. I want to thank, and these are great people, these are our patrons, Senator Rick Scott. Senator Bill Haggerty, Bill Tennessee, great state of Tennessee. Thank you, Bill. And John Kennedy, he's running. It's not going to be. Where is 
comes from an incredible state. The other senator is not so good at Penn State. I'm sure. John Kennedy is fantastic. Went to Oxford. You know that? He went to Oxford. He was an incredible student, brilliant guy. And he's with us all the way. Also, representatives, Madison Cawthorn. Where's Tough cookie, all American wrestler, and uh, 
nobody like him, really. There's nobody like him. Congressman Jim Jordan. That's all your son could say that, right? Right, Molly? Jim, thank you for being here. Great people. And Governor Kevin Stitt. We know Governor Stitt. He's here someplace. And by the way, I noticed a patriot in our midst, Mike Lindell. Truly bad people. 
Let me also express my enormous gratitude to every single one of you here today in the audience. We appreciate you being here. Prisons from other countries being emptied out into 
just over one year ago, we had the most secure border in U.S. history. Record low gas prices. American energy independence, the fastest economic recovery in the history of our country. Fastest economic recovery in history. An unrivaled military. We rebuilt the military and we added Space Force on top of it. And peace and quiet was all around the world. Now inflation is the highest in 40 years. Economists are talking about five, six, seven, and even eight dollar a gallon gasoline. Supply chains are crumbling. Store shelves are empty. Millions of illegal aliens are rushing our borders. Murders are setting records in our cities. The streets of our Democrat-run cities are drenched in blood. A radical left zealot has been nominated to the Supreme Court of the United States. China is threatening Taiwan. Russia is decimating Ukraine. Iran is on the cusp of a nuclear bomb. We ended the worst, the most dangerous deal I've ever seen, and now they want to go back to the Iran nuclear deal. America and our great military has been humiliated in its surrender from Afghanistan, and that's what it was. It was a surrender for no reason whatsoever. We wanted to get out, but we had to get out with strength and with dignity. And a major war in Europe may very well erupt. That's how they start. Exactly what's happening today, this is how they start. Joe Biden has turned calm into chaos, competence into incompetence, stability into anarchy, and security into catastrophe. The Russian attack on Ukraine is appalling. It's an outrage and an atrocity that should never have been allowed to occur. It never would have occurred. We are praying for the proud people of Ukraine. God bless them all. God bless them.
The Obama administration gave them blankets. You remember? They gave blankets. They said, we need more than blankets. No, no, we gave you blankets. They sent them blankets. Thank you very much. <laughs> Under our leadership, the world was a peaceful place because America was strong and the perception of our country was perhaps like it had never been before. Powerful, cunning, and smart. We were a smart country. Now we're a stupid country. We always very simply put America first. Was the answer. With the Abraham Accords, we had peace in the Middle East. We had peace in Europe. China knew that it could no longer take advantage of the United States. And I was proud to be the first president in decades who did not get our country into any wars. I got you out of wars. assault on humanity, that's what it is. This is an assault on humanity, so sad. 
Putin is playing Biden like a drum, and it's not a pretty thing as somebody that loves our country to watch. It's not a pretty thing to watch. You know, I was uh, with Putin a lot. I spent a lot of time with him. I got along with him. I got along with President Xi. I got along with Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un is massive It's a good thing to get along with people, not a bad thing. You can be very tough to get along. You know, I'm the one that ended his pipeline. He said, you're killing me with the pipeline. Nobody else ended his pipeline. Biden came in. He approved it. But I did a lot of things that were very tough on Russia. Nobody, no president was ever as tough on Russia as I was. And I'd come in the fake news and say, Trump loves Russia, he loves Russia. And we had the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, which is now with Durham and Mueller and all the rest, just a total hoax. It's a made-up fictional story. But with respect to what's going on now, it would have been so easy for me to stop this travesty from happening. He understood me, and he understood that I didn't play games. This would not have happened. Someday I'll tell you exactly what we talked about. What we talked about. And he did have an affinity, there's no question about it, for Ukraine. I said, never let it happen. Better not let it happen. This is the only attack in history where the further he goes and the bigger it gets, and the worse it gets, and the more death that's caused, the more money he makes because oil prices keep climbing higher and higher and higher. There's never been anything like that where a warring nation, the more he makes it difficult to get oil, the more expensive it gets, and the more money he makes. And all those tanks roaming around are very expensive, but they're peanuts compared to the kind of money that he's making because of the tremendous increase in oil. You know, when I left, and during my term, oil was at $36 a barrel. Think of it, 36. Now it hit 100, and they think it's going to 150. So the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, a lot of countries, but Russia, right now in particular, is making more money than they ever dreamt possible. The cost of the war is very, very small compared to the kind of money they're taking in. There's never been a situation like that. It's uh, horrible to watch. It's horrible because it's a disincentive for him to disengage. Remember, Joe and Hunter Biden got $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow's wife and were never allowed to explain in the debate. Remember we had the debate? And I said, hey, what do you do with the $3.5 million that you got from the mayor of Moscow's wife and Chris Wallace, who I assume was now fired from Fox, which is great. Yeah. He said, that's not an appropriate question. That turned out to be another one. Trump was right. That turned out to be another very appropriate question. He got three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife. Very rich family, I will tell you then. This is a conflict of interest, but at the same time, Joe Biden bragged unknowingly on tape, and this was on tape, can you imagine if I said it, about getting rid of a Ukrainian prosecutor, or he wouldn't allow one billion dollars of American taxpayers' money to be given to Ukraine. They kept saying, where's the money, where's the money, where's the money? No, you gotta get rid of that prosecutor, he's getting too close. Can you imagine if I did that? And he was on tape. And the fake news media, those people right there refused to. And that's without mentioning the fact that China gave them $1.5 billion to manage. And he never managed money before other than the money they got.
There's plenty of conflicts there, you know. Have to even think about it. And the fake news didn't want to mention anything. They didn't want to talk about it. It was bad for the election. It was bad for our country in their mind. But they probably knew talking about it would have been good. We can never really bring our country back unless we get an honest media. Because they like the policing agent. And they refuse to air the scandal. They refuse to air. And it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen over the next three weeks or four weeks as one of the worst scandals ever. I call it the crime of the century. Ballot harvesting as it gets released and it's all on tape. It's all on tape. And truth to vote, I want to thank those incredible women for the job. Catherine and all of them for the job they've done. So, uh, but that'll be really interesting. Everything is on tape. Even the pictures are taken of the people stuffing the ballot boxes because without the pictures, they don't get paid. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of votes in each swing state. They focus, they say, on the swing, the swing states. And you know what? They probably did others too. But the swing states was the focus. Over the past year, we've seen weakness, self-loathing, and self-destruction on a scale previously unthinkable. A military obsessed with equity to all and only being politically correct. I said, so let me ask you, is a general good, strong general, General Patton? How do you think he'd like this military? General Douglas MacArthur, uh, would General Patton be allowed to shout at a private who was doing a horrible thing? Sir, I, we don't think that would be appropriate. All right. I don't think Jim Jordan, that would work out too well. The Department of Homeland Security actively aiding illegal immigration and in many cases criminals coming into our country. Criminals, absolute criminals. The Department of Energy and Interior forcing us to be reliant on foreign energy at a cost that is not acceptable to our nation and not sustainable. The Department of Justice waging war on an opposing party and patriotic parents. As grave as the dangers are abroad, it's the destruction within that spells our doom. We must get this reversed. Our most dangerous people are people from within. These are people that must hate our country. Because they make us weak, and they make our country unsustainable as a nation itself. Unbelievably, Biden is now claiming that you must sacrifice through higher energy prices to foot the cost of his failed foreign policy in Europe. I saw John Kerry on television, and we're talking about energy. We need energy, we need oil, we need gas, we need everything. No, no, no. No, no, global warming, global warming. We have a world that's ready to blow up and disintegrate over energy, and he's talking about global warming. The oceans may rise over the next 300 years, one one-hundredth of an inch. <laughs> giving you slightly more seafront properties. And this is his problem. He's not thinking about the nuclear warming. He's thinking about other types of warming. These people are not living in a world of reality. The reason we've got soaring gas prices is that Biden shut down American Energy, canceled our oil and gas leases just 
Two days ago, two days ago, they canceled many oil and gas leases because of the environment. It's really unbelievable. And canceled the Keystone XL pipeline that I approved while he enriched Putin by approving the Russian pipeline, which has really been at the core of much of the problem we have right now. And I fought Angela. I said, Angela, here is a white flag. Happened to be a white napkin that was on my desk. I said, Angela, you can have it. She said, but why, but why? I said, because you're getting 75%, and I think it's higher than that, but it will be, 75% of your energy from Russia. And as you probably know through history, you've had some rather major conflicts with Russia. And if you ever have a conflict with Russia, you will be able to wave the white flag and surrender, because they supply your energy. And uh, I knew that would happen. I just never had any idea it was going to happen so fast. Now Biden is pleading with OPEC and begging Iran to re-enter the disastrous nuclear deal. With Biden, you get a war in Europe and a war on American energy. With Republicans, you get energy independence and energy dominance. status as the number one energy superpower on the face of the earth, something that I had achieved for the first time in 72 years. I was very proud of that. They ended it almost every year. We would have been bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia combined times two. In one year, we were already bigger. We were doing things that we had never done before. And we should not be buying Russian energy, but rather allow the people of our country to start producing like they did just one year ago. All we have to do. This will drive prices down, drive inflation down. You want to get rid of inflation or bring it way down? Reduce the cost of energy. That's the single biggest factor having to do with inflation. And what has happened in Ukraine is a catastrophic disaster. But it isn't really that interesting that so many Democrat politicians in Washington, they seem to be rushing to microphones to declare that Ukraine's borders are sacred. They want to say their borders are sacred. And we feel for Ukraine in so many ways, but Ukraine's sovereignty must be defended at all costs, they say, even while they're destroying our own borders and surrendering our own sovereignty. We have a border that's a catastrophe. We have people coming into our country that we don't want. They will not be good for our country. You will be paying a price for many, many years to come. We have terrorists that came out of Afghanistan with the plane. Remember, they said, oh, the planes are coming in. The people that rushed the planes, those are very energetic people. Those are people that you will be paying a big, big price for in years to come. The most important duty of every elected lawmaker is to protect and defend America. And that begins with protecting and defending America's borders.
fighting, we're losing our country no different than if we had lost it in a war. No different. No different. Millions of people are pouring in, descending on our communities, camping in our towns, depleting our resources, flouting our laws, and bringing crime, drugs, and death to the streets of our cities and communities. And they're not only coming from Central and South America, they're coming from all over the world, over 160 countries. In many cases, from jails that are being emptied into our country as though we are a dumping ground. We're not the United States, we're considered a dumping ground for criminals. The Biden administration has spent months obsessing over how to stop an invasion of a foreign country thousands of miles away. I believe Americans deserve a president who will stop the invasion of our country also. And we haven't stopped what we're doing. We haven't stopped. We haven't stopped one year ago. You can't defend Western civilization if you would not be able to defend your own civilization. And that means we need borders that work, elections that are fair and free and not rigged, and crime that must be immediately stopped in our cities. And we must immediately stop the influx of illegal aliens. It has to stop immediately. The country is being poisoned from within. The Biden administration cares more about helping citizens of a distant foreign nation than it does about our own citizens. Because our country is a mess. Our country is a dangerous place. And it's getting worse and worse every day. And when you hear three million people this year, it's not three million. It's probably three to four times that number. It's probably 10 million, 11 million, or 12 million. But the real truth is, they have no idea what it is. Yet, if the radical Democrats truly want to fight for democracy abroad, if they want to look and look abroad and fight for what they want to fight for, which I don't think they do, they should start with the democracy that is under threat right next door, <coughs> a place called Canada. Well, by the way, we got rid of NAFTA, and we have the USMCA, that's <coughs> one of the greatest deals we ever made. And I know it's great because they want to renegotiate the deal. That was a horrible deal. NAFTA was the worst <coughs> trade deal ever made, and now we have probably the best trade deal ever made, but they want to renegotiate it, and they probably will do it, this administration. Oh, sure. That's not putting America first. We put America first. It's a great deal. We should leave it. They've been ripping us off for 30 years. It's time for us to do well. The tyranny we have witnessed in Canada in recent weeks should shock and dismay people all over the world. In an advanced Western democracy, the peaceful movement of patriotic truckers, workers, and families protesting for their most basic rights and liberties has been violently put down. Their assets and life savings have been frozen. 
They have been slandered as Nazis, racists, and terrorists. These are the names they've been called. They've been arrested and charged with phony crimes. They've been falsely accused of loyalty to foreign powers. I watched them. I saw those maple leaves all over the flags and the love for their country. Plenty of Americans were there, too, and they love our country. They're being hunted down like enemies of their own government and treated worse than drug dealers and murderers or rapists. A line has been crossed. You're either with the peaceful truckers or you are with the left-wing fascists. And that's what's been happening. And it's been a strong line. We stand with the truckers and we stand with the Canadian people and their Chuck Schumer and crazy Nancy Pelosi are the 
sinister faces of this corrupt and lawless political establishment. They enrich their families in Ukraine, China, Russia, while they shutter your small businesses right here at home. They send young Americans to fight and die for the borders of distant foreign nations while they throw our borders open to an illegal foreign invasion, which is what is happening. They set violent criminals loose without charges while prosecuting their political opponents for fabricated crimes. They legalize mass robberies and cheer for BLM and Antifa rioters, ransacking our cities while they hold nonviolent protesters without trial, destroy their lives. They lift sanctions on Iran while they sanction and destroy our own citizens. They try to silence voices like Joe Rogan for alleged misinformation while they perpetuate the most flagrant hoaxes and monstrous lies like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. How was that? For three years, we had to put up with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. It was a total hoax. They indoctrinate your children to hate their parents while calling you a hateful racist. They stick the FBI on mothers at school board meetings while they teach four-year-olds to pick their own genders. Would you like to change your gender? And they say it's absolutely fine for a boy or man to participate in women's sports. They use big tech to censor you. They use the deep state to spy on you. They use the intelligence agencies to frame you. They use the media to slander you. They use the legal system to persecute you. It is a persecution. They rig elections to disenfranchise you and destroy you and ruin your lives. I've seen the anger and the hatred and the horror at the 2020 election. All the while they claim as they are the ones defending democracy. They say they are the ones that are going to defend your democracy and your justice. It's a lot of bullshit, that's what it is. <laughs> Of many of them. But they're continuing their evil and 
demented persecution of me, my family, my staff, my supporters, and you. It's the same witch hunt that's been going on since day one, since actually the day that I came down the escalator with our great future first lady. Because people would say, no, no, it's not believable. This could never happen. 
And it's worse. They're finding out things now that nobody even thought were possible. We're going to end Nancy Pelosi's political career once and for all. Infrastructure. Most of it's like throwing the money right out the window. 
And they voted. We had some Republicans headed by Mitch McConnell. So bad for our country. The American people deserve to know where did all the money go? In addition, we must take immediate action to fight the Biden violent crime wave that is devastating our citizens in Democrat-run cities. You look at what's going on in Chicago. So sad, so I mean, in Afghanistan. I had a meeting with Abdul. You know Abdul is? He's the leader of the Taliban. I said, Abdul, you better not kill our soldiers anymore. I want that thing was much tougher than that. I want to even Jim Jordan would have been concerned. <laughs> but I said, Abdul, you're killing our soldiers. You better not kill us. <laughs> you will be hit like no country has ever been hit. You will be hit harder than anyone has ever been He said, Mr. President, but why? He actually called me Your Excellency. Do you think he calls Biden Your Excellency? He goes, but why Your Excellency, Mr. President? Do you send me a picture of my house? And I said, I'd rather not answer that question. So I was See? I'm being diplomatic. And you know, we didn't have one soldier killed in 18 months in Afghanistan. We had them, we had them, this one, the Taliban. And we could have pulled out with strength and dignity. They were absolutely, and then you look at what's happening in New York and Chicago and Los Angeles and these Democrat-run cities, and you have seven people killed in one weekend and 80 shot. It's terrible. Republicans should pass legislation making clear that when local left-wing district attorneys and attorney generals refuse to prosecute dangerous criminals, the DAs and attorney generals can be charged with violations of the civil rights law. I mean, look at Los Angeles, what's going on. Look at Philadelphia, where people that kill violent criminals are being immediately allowed out of jail with no bond. As we defend American safety, we must also defend American values. As president, I was proud to issue the world's first ban on critical race theory in September of 2020. And then Biden, with the help of Mitch McConnell, came into office. Remember, he signed 17 executive orders, and one of them unended it. Not good. I also created the 1776 Commission. You people would like the 1776. So that young Americans would learn to love this country as much as we in this room do. On his first day in office, 
Biden abolished the 1776 Commission and then proceeded to oppose both left-wing racism on our military. With the Republican Congress, we will once and for all ban critical race theory from our school. We will ban it from our military. We will ban it from every institution that accepts a single penny from the federal government. In addition, we must defend parents' rights. Something new. Something new that gave our parents' rights. Who ever thought of parents' rights? Parents' rights. We love our parents, of course. Now we have to defend parents' rights against these lunatics and maniacs. America's moms and dads should get a veto over anyone teaching far-left gender ideologies to their children without parental consent. And any parent who objects to the radical indoctrination in their children's classroom should be able to take their share of taxpayer dollars and spend it at the public, private, charter, or religious school of their break up the big tech giants and restore free speech in America. And we'll be fighting that very hard by opening Truth Social. The days of big tech censoring the voices of the American people are numbered. The left is also trying to take away the rights and dignity of OAN, One America News, on DirecTV and AT&T. And it's a great voice, and these are great people, and they're patriots, and they want to take away their voice. They want it to be shut down. And shut down, and it does great. Who listens to OAN? I do. They want to take away their voice. And let it happen. They've got millions of viewers, and uh, those viewers and that network should be allowed to go forward. While we're at it, a Republican Congress should launch a select committee, as opposed to an unselect committee, to get to the bottom of Big Tech's 2020 election interference. Let's find out who made the decision to censor. Who made that decision? Censor the Joe and Hunter Biden corruption bombshell, which the pollster said amounted to about 15 points, the largest illegal campaign contribution in American history. And let's do a full forensic audit of the $417 million given by Mark Zuckerberg, who used to come to the White House and kiss my ass. And I believe you're going to be hearing a lot of it. You know, if you're a person that wants to make a contribution, you're allowed to give less than $6,000.
Otherwise, they put you in jail. He gave $417 million. What the hell is going on? What are we doing? $6,000 and you go to jail? $417 million spread all over the place. It's uh, something that obviously is going to have to be looked at. It is so horrible what's happening to our country. We need a full accounting of all of the illegitimate turnout efforts, illegal drop boxes, and ballot harvesting that's taking You know, we had drop boxes. 97% for Joe Biden, because he campaigned so hard from his basement. 3% for Trump. 3%. They gave me three. At least they gave me something, because I think they had a couple where he actually got 100%. Thousands of votes. He got a, he got 4,000. I got nothing. Uh, it's a, that was such a horrible thing. We need fair elections. You need those borders. You need those elections. The world is already waiting to see the explosive information out of Georgia where, through the vote, incredible people has uncovered a massive illegal ballot harvesting scheme with over 2,000 ballot stuffers, or as they call them, mules. They call them mules. These are ballot stuffers. These are people. They call them mules. Ballots in Georgia and other swing states were trafficked and sold on an unprecedented scale. And the brutality, and it was just incredible what took place. And we have it on tape. It's all on tape that's coming out over the next three years. They've got them at the machine standing here. Here they are, here they are. You know why? Because that's the way they get paid. They had to take a picture of them. And what a job they've done. What a job they've done. And you know the saddest part? The hardest thing to do isn't to have caught them. It's to get those people to write anything about it. Because without the big news, you don't have a scandal. The rhinos and certain weak Republican politicians want to ignore election integrity also. But we cannot ignore it, and we have to fix it. Make no mistake, they will try to do it again in 22 and 24, and we cannot let them do that. And the way you do it is to come to a very powerful conclusion as to what happened in 2020. <laughs> to stand down, to stop talking about it, to stop making Americans aware of the cheating and corruption that went on, that's really saying, it's okay, you can do it again. We can't let that happen. In addition to securing our elections, here are just some of the other things we must do with Republicans back in charge. We must pass critical reforms, making every executive branch employee fireable by the president. The deep state must and will be brought to heel. We will stop the radical Democrats from packing the Supreme Court with far-left justices. Although the way the Supreme Court is behaving, perhaps the Republicans should pack the Supreme Court. They are behaving not the way we think is appropriate for our country. As a lot of people have suggested, I think.
I don't think we'll do it. And we will defend the Constitution, the right to life, and the right to keep and bear arms. They are losing, we are winning, they know it. 
They know it. And that's why they're going so far. That's why they're doing some of the crazy things that they're doing. They're acting as though they were lunatics, maniacs, and the people get it. And we have to stop it. And we have to stop it now. My fellow Americans, this nation does not belong to the radicals, and it does not belong to the corrupt establishment in Washington that I've gotten to know very well. This nation belongs to you. And it's patriots like you that are going to save our country. So to all of those who think that they can coerce and subjugate the citizens of this land, hear these words from me tonight. The people of America will not surrender our borders. We will not surrender our culture. We will not surrender our faith. We will not surrender our values. We will not surrender our history. We will not surrender our liberty. And above all, we will not surrender our children to the small band of bullies and extremists who want to tell everyone else what to do. and communists and socialists, and we are done with their distorted visions for America. It's time to start talking about greatness for our country again. We want our country to be great again. We want our country to be respected again. We are a laughing stock all over the world today. One year ago, we were respected like never before. We are a laughing stock. In summation and in closing, as your president, I institute. in American history by far, and our economy thrived like never before. As your president, I eliminated more burdensome regulations than any other president in history by far. As your president, I proudly protected our Constitution and the First and Second Amendment. As your president, I secured our southern border, upheld the laws of this land, and stop the influx of illegal immigrants into America, very dangerous illegal immigrants. I instituted the Remain in Mexico policy. We don't want you here, you have to remain in Mexico. And Mexico agreed with us. Someday I'll tell you that story. Built over 500 miles of border wall and ended the insanity of catch and release. As your president, I made America energy independent for the first time in 72 years. When I left office, America was a net exporter of energy for the first time 
in our country's history. As your president, I negotiated free and fair trade deals with Canada, Mexico, Japan, all over Europe, and China. We had the worst trade deals ever, and we turned them into some of the greatest trade deals ever made. I'm the only president in history to stand up to China, and they're one-sided in unfair trade practices. And I tax them, and I tariff them beyond any levels that anybody thought was possible. And you know what? President Xi liked me and respected me, and I liked and respected him. We got a long break. We got a long break. Until COVID came, and then there was a whole different ballgame. And we had a very good relationship. As your president, I kept my promise and chose Supreme Court justices on the list I gave to the country before the 2016 election. I gave a list of great, brilliant, conservative justices. As your president, I insisted NATO nations start paying their fair share, and they did. Hundreds of billions of dollars started flowing in. Hundreds of billions. And Secretary General Stoltenberg was my biggest fan. He said, I've never believed it because President Obama would go to NATO, make a speech, talk about the weather, the sun, how lovely everyone looks in late. And others would too, including President Bush, how wonderful everything was. And I went and I said, I'm sorry, you're all delinquent, you have to pay. And they said, well, does that mean you won't protect us if we don't pay? I said, that's what it means. And they said, get out the checkbook. And the money floated. Billions and billions of dollars floated. Uh, these are stories that the fake news doesn't want to talk about. I also warned NATO about the danger of Russia. And look at the consequences on foreign policy. The world rightly had a healthy fear that as president, I would stand strong for American priorities. Do you remember, though, when so many people in the Democrat Party and during the debates said, he's going to get us into the Third World War? I'm the one that didn't have any wars. I'm the one that got us out of wars. Look at Iraq. Look at Syria. I was the one that brought us way down in Afghanistan. I brought you down to 2,000 soldiers. The easy part was just getting out. I brought it down from 20,000 soldiers to 2,000 soldiers. The easy part was for Biden to just get them out, let the soldiers stay, the remaining soldiers, and take care of everything. It's called Soldiers Outlast. I went to a child who was five years old. You've heard me say this. I said, let me ask you a question. I gave him the whole story. Would you take the soldiers out first, or would you take them out last? i take them out last. He was five, and he understood. They understood any hostile actions would be met with swift and severe consequence. The world is always safer when America has a strong president. America has to be strong. And it needs strong leadership. And you see what happens when you have bad, weak, or incompetent leadership. It's a travesty like nobody could believe could happen in such a short period of time. The world is always in danger with a weak American president. This coming midterm election is more critical than ever before. 
I'm asking all of you to fight and work hard to elect candidates that believe in the principles and policies that we hold so dear. This is a tipping point for the country, and the stakes could not be higher. Losing is not an option. We must win in 2022. We must win in 2024. We all know what happens when you get a rigged election. Like in 2020, it will never happen again. We all know laws were not followed. Ballot harvesting was rampant. We all know state constitutions were also ignored all over our country. And you're not allowed to do that. The only ones that can make the changes are the state legislatures. And they didn't make the changes. We must agree this can never, ever happen again in this country. Every state must adopt election integrity measures. Signature verification. Illegal immigrants. Illegal immigrants cannot be allowed to vote like they are currently allowed in New York City. You can walk in and you can vote in New York City. Oh, my beautiful New York. I love New York. My beautiful New York. Republicans need to watch the vote counting up close from the start to the finish. We can't allow thugs to throw our people out. This is what happened. Mail-in ballots need to be in secure rooms with cameras so there can be no tampering with ballots. Voter rolls must be updated and they must be accurate, not changed after the election takes place. We must seek a goal of voter ID. This is a goal we have to see. This is what we should have. Voter ID, same day voting. Like no mail-in ballots except for our military and people who are truly sick. And you know what would be really wonderful, too? What would be really wonderful? It's asking a lot. A thing called, very simply, paper ballots. I have a young son, Baron. Young son, and he can make his computer sing. I turn it off and I lock it. Two minutes later, hi dad, how you doing? I said, what are you doing? Yeah, I know how to get it off and bed. Bad things happen with the vote. Very, very bad things happen. Wonderful thing if we could ever go. By the way, Canada goes to paper ballots, you know. Canada, paper ballots. America is the greatest country on earth, and we must insist on integrity in the process so we are confident of the results. Because what we have now is you have 80% of the party thinking the vote was a horrible vote. And I believe that to be the case. I, I know certainly, I feel certain that it was. You can't have that. You can't have a great democracy with a thing like that happening. You must. Get your state legislatures to act now before November. They have to move, they have to act. With the help of everyone here today, and with the commitment of hardworking, freedom-loving patriots all across our country, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. Wow.
safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this very special in black and white from CPAC 2022 in Orlando, Florida. We greatly appreciate you listening. Have yourself a great day. And remember, patriots come in all colors.